Let us pray. God of all creation, send your spirit among us so that the power of your holy word shapes us into the people you designed us to be. Let the seeds of your scripture take root in our hearts and minds once more, bearing the fruits of peace, love, and justice. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Jesus knew that the disciples were troubled at the thought of his departure. He reassured them by teaching about the Holy Spirit who would help them. His pending death did not need to be a terror to the disciples. And Jesus was preparing a place for them and working diligently to let them know who he was. Our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of John. It's chapter 14, verses 8 through 14. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work that you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. I greet you in the powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I stand with you before an amazing God. Thanks to everyone who is uh, working in worship and helping this morning, to J.R. and Pastor Dan, and I cannot remember your name, sir, playing the piano. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all are doing a marvelous, marvelous job here. You know, as a certified lay speaker in the United Methodist Church, I get to travel to other churches in our North Carolina uh, conference, and I can very truly say that Macedonia is a loving and gifted and talented congregation. It's, you have a great online presence. I've been looking at, at that, been preparing to, to come up here, and it's an honor to be here this morning and, and to get to tell others when I go to other places about all the things that you have happening in, in God's kingdom in this historic Christian community. I really and truly thank you for the opportunity to come and worship with you this morning and to, to share God's message. Let us pray. Almighty God, may the 
words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart and all our hearts and minds this morning be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. When I get the opportunity to be in a pulpit to tell people about what my journey as a lay speaker has been, I, I take the opportunity to tell them about this faith-sharing New Testament with Psalms Bible. They are, they're small, easy to, to carry, put in your pocket. You can, should always have one with you. You can women's handbags, many pockets, and stuff like this. this. This Bible was introduced to me by Mr. Tom Walden many years ago. Tom, at that time, was our United Methodist North Carolina Conference Director of Lay Speaking. And I get to talk about my faith journey that he taught me how to talk about as a lay speaker. I met two other gentlemen through, through my journey that were instrumental in the preparation of, of, of this Bible, Bishop Richard Looney and Reverend Dr. Eddie Fox. Reverend Dr. Fox, he was the world director of World Methodist Evangelism. That's the group that publishes this Bible. Bishop Looney was the first bishop I heard preach when I went to training at Lake Junalusco many years ago. And all these men, all three of them, they, they were so much of loving evangelists. They made such an impact on my life that they, they created and used this tool. This is a tool to benefit others in, in the lifelong process of faithful discipleship and witnessing. They stressed the importance of Scripture as one's primary source of learning and testimony. And it was out of a nudge of Wesleyan prevenient grace one day that that all of this came together in my mind and, and I realized I must do what I can to share the good news to to follow in in these gentlemen's footsteps as, as a lay speaker and introduce this method of faith sharing to each church that I'm called in the front of these Bibles is a section entitled The Basics of Christian Conversion and Discipleship. I've got some handouts of this, but I did not get here early enough to hand one out to everybody. I've got some here. We can have some when you leave, but it's a section of questions and answers. There are many questions that, that are used as, as this tool to lead persons to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There are biblical passages, passages beneath each question and answer. The answers are short and to the point, and they create a basis for someone to prepare to witness to the unchurched. Question one is, what is a Christian? The Faith Share New Testament answers, a Christian is a person who believes that the living God is revealed in and through Jesus Christ, who accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who lives in obedient communion with God through the power of the Holy Spirit, and who takes his or her place in the community of Christ's church. Now, think, think about this for a moment. How might a conversation go with someone that is ready 
to hear the good news. They, they may say, you go to church, tell me, what is a Christian? And you answer telling them, you believe in Jesus Christ. What do you think the next question is going to be? Who is Jesus Christ? Hmm? I, I point that out not only because does this tool have the right questions and answers. They are presented in a correct order to, to allow someone to grow in faith step by step through a journey as the Holy Spirit softens their heart. The course to follow is, is not to go to, to what is a Christian to what is the new birth. That's, that's question number 16 here. Moving through the basics of Christian conversion and discipleship sets up building blocks for a solid foundation to be constructed and gives a direction for, for one's journey with Jesus Christ. This morning we're going to look at uh, question number two. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? And the faith-sharing New Testament answers the word Christ. The word Christ comes from the Greek word anointed and is comparable to the Hebrew word Messiah. Jesus is the Christ because in Christ all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through Christ, God was pleased to reconcile all things to himself. And that part comes from Colossians chapter 1, chapter 1 verses 19 through 20. The answer continues, the people of God in the Old Testament look forward to a promised Messiah who would establish the reign of justice, love, and peace for the whole world and Jesus is that Messiah. Make sure when you talk with the unchurched, we're talking about the unchurched people, when you talk with the unchurched people, make sure they know that Christ was not Jesus' last name. It's cultural. Mike Beasley, Jesus Christ, good to meet you. Christ has a totally different meaning than a last name. Jesus was not the son of Joseph and Mary Christ. We can't take anything for granted when talking to the unchurched people because they not, have not been exposed to the Christian faith at home, school, on social and traditional media. And many in today's culture can tell you more about other faiths than Christianity. Would you agree with that statement? The word Christos, Christ in English, means anointed. To be anointed is, is to have sacred oil poured on your head because God has chosen you or that person for a special task. Priests and kings were anointed and sometimes prophets. Kings were anointed during their coronation. Anointing most often referred to a king back then. Think of King Saul, King David, and King Solomon. Kings chosen by God. They were ordained 
and given authority to act as God's representative. The title of Christ is that of a king. The answer also says Christ is comparable to the Hebrew word Messiah. And the key word here is, is comparable. Comparable because Messiah to the Hebrews at the time of Christ was, was an earthly king, one that could establish and lead a rebellion against Rome and make Zion a capital of the world, a king. They were looking for a king, a Messiah, much like King David. But Jesus is much, much more than they expected at that time. Because in Christ, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the incarnation of God in human form. John chapter 1 verse, verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and lived among us. Our answer says the, the Hebrew people looked forward to a promised Messiah who would establish the reign of justice, love, and peace throughout the whole world. And Jesus is that Messiah. Yes, and then some. When we're talking with someone to the unchurched about our faith, don't stop with saying Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He is the one foretold in Scripture, in Isaiah, in Micah, in Deuteronomy, Psalms, and even in Genesis. Jesus was the suffering servant, and Jesus was the Lamb of God, and He is God incarnate, God Himself in human form, God as our Savior, dying in our place, the sinner's place, saving us and offering us eternal life, God communing with us, and interceding for us, paying our full debt of sin and reconciling us with our Maker. No other belief or religion has a Savior like Jesus. Messiah is a comparable word to Christ, but, but Jesus Christ is much more. Moses delivered Israel from slavery. Jesus frees us from the bondage of sin and death, gives us freedom. Jesus, he just didn't provide the, the manna in the wilderness. He is the bread of eternal life. Yes, Jesus is the Messiah, and then some, as we may say around these parts. Yes, and then some. Now, we've looked at who Jesus is from a theological standpoint. We can look at the answers in Scripture more from this Bible and hit the facts from Scripture. Well, people, when we're talking and sharing our faith, people, people will hear this answer and say, okay, but it, it might not be enough. They will say, okay. It might not soften their heart to hear the factual things and just hear Scripture. The best answer will come from you. Who is Jesus Christ to you? What is your witness statement, your, your personal testimony from your heart? 
The Apostle Philip, from our scripture this morning, wanted to know who is Jesus Christ. Jesus was on his way to Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Now, Philip, he was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael looks at him and says to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Do you remember that story? And Philip says to him, Come and see. Well, when Jesus and the disciples were greeted by, by thousands one day, he asked Philip, in, in testing Philip, how are we going to feed all these people? And they did. You, you've heard that story before, I'm sure. Philip was there and witnessed how everyone ate as much as they wanted. Yet after all he had witnessed, from knowing Jesus at the beginning, when Jesus said, follow me, Philip still said to Jesus, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And I, I just love, love that response that, that Jesus gives right there. I, I can imagine Jesus taking a deep breath and sighing and, and, and looking over there and saying to Philip, after all you have seen me do, after all you have seen me do, you still ask me to show you the Father? When I speak, the Father speaks? You should know this. Jesus continues. He says, just believe in me. And you, Philip, you shall do even greater works than you have experienced so far. Now, wow. What, what story can Philip tell about Jesus after that? I, I'm, I'm sure that, that, that Philip, he was just blown away when Jesus rebuked him, saying, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? That was from verse 9 of chapter 14. Philip can tell someone who Jesus Christ is. So who is Jesus Christ to you? When sharing our Christian faith, the best answer will come from you. From your personal experience. Who is Jesus Christ to you? What is your witness statement, your personal testimony from your heart? What story of unlimited love and rejoicing lives inside of you? My short story begins with a gentleman, Mr. Art Simpson, my instructor for my first lay speaking class many years ago. Art witnessed to us about his time in, in Vietnam. He was severely wounded and placed in triage with the others that the medical team could not help. He was left to die, to, to bleed to death from the shrapnel wounds on his neck. A doctor recognized Art, remembering him as a young boy from his former hometown. He brought Art into surgery and saved his life. 
heart came to know Jesus that day and knows him so well that when Art's father passed away, he spoke at his funeral saying, See you later, Pop. That strong witness gave me peace when my father turned ill. It gave me peace and a knowing of unlimited love. I can, I used to say that it, when our third child was born, I knew what love was. It took, it took three. God had to say, look, you need more than two, so we'll send you a third one so you know, you'll know how to love. But I know through Jesus, by sitting by my father's bedside those, those weeks that death was imminent. I know daddy knew Jesus in his heart. It's one of those things you just know, placed there by the mysterious faith that, that warms and talked, talks to us in our hearts. It was as if we had a three-way conversation going where we were all three talking with each other. I know by faith, I know by hope, and I know by love that I can say just as Art did. See you later, Daddy. That knowing is just as plain to me as John Wesley's strangely warmed heart. Where John Wesley wrote, he, he said, I know my sins are forgiven, yes, even mine. And Wesley also wrote in his journal passage from that same night, he wrote that now as the evil one comes to conquer, he has the strength to be the conqueror. Jesus is my strength. Jesus is my peace. Jesus is my love. Jesus is grace in my life. And I pray as the Apostle Paul in Philemon 6, this prayer. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective when you perceive all the good that we may do for Christ. Go, make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Thank you.